If you're a first-time guest to Transformation Church, we want to say welcome. We love you. We've prayed for you to be here. We, we honestly don't care how you got here. Like if somebody bribed you and was like, yeah, I'm going to take you to lunch, but we got to go to church for us. Good friend. Uh, we, we really hope that you would get here and that God would align your life. And I don't care what you did yesterday. I don't care what you smell like right now. See, a lot of churches want you to clean up on the outside before something happens on the inside. And at Transformation Church, you can belong before you behave. Now, I know that messes with some people's theology and they messed up. But you can't clean a fish you ain't caught. And, and, and I, I would rather be like Jesus than talk about him. Because he always was with the people that nobody wanted to be with. He was hanging out at tax collector's house. He was hanging out at the prostitute's house. They would have they been like, oh, Jesus, going to get... But maybe he was after their soul. Today, at this church, all we want to do is represent God to you. And I don't care if you're lost or found. There's one thing that we really care about, and that's that you would be transformed in Christ. So today, I hope you just take a step further in your journey of faith. You don't have to become some brand new person all today. We hope you do. But if it takes you 10 years... And everybody else is taking big steps, but you just scoot. And next week you come back and you scoot again. And the week after that, you scoot again. And it's been a year. And you. All I came to tell you is God sees your progression. And he loves that more than perfection. Look at your neighbor and say, keep scooting. <laughs> I love you. Well, today we are going to start part 11 of a series that we're calling Help Me Crazy Faith. And okay, I got I to gotta, I gotta challenge for somebody. Who thinks that they can name eight out of the ten message titles that we've done so far in this series? Now, I saw a hand go up and then come down. Who, who do you think? You got it? You got it? Okay, come on. Bring, bring the mic to him right here. Come right here. Y'all give it up. Tell me your name, boss man. Tell me your name. Lucas. Say it again. Lucas. Lucas, don't, don't hold the mic, Lucas. Okay, he going to hold the mic, okay? All right, I got you. All right, Lucas, you got to get eight out of ten. And then and hand, me that, hand me that hoodie, what I want to give him. I'm going to give you this okay. new represent okay. hoodie if you can name okay. eight out of the ten. Okay. Do y'all think that Lucas got it? They with you. Let's okay. go, Lucas. So week one, we got Crazy Faith. Crazy Faith. Then we got Maybe Faith. Then Maybe Faith. We got Pastor Jeremy with Hazy Faith. Hazy Faith. We got Lazy Faith. With one. Lazy Faith. Two. That don't count for two. Okay. Um, so Crazy Baby. Baby Faith. Um, wavy Faith. Wavy Faith. Um, come on, come on, come on. But crazy Baby Maybe. Lazy. Hazy. Um, I'm trying so hard right now. Woo! Um. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop, 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 we got maybe faith. Daily faith. Daily faith. Daily faith. There's another one. That was fast. Seven. 
That's six. You got two more. And we had AZ Faith with Pastor Jeremy. Uh -huh. FOMO. FOMO. Okay, we got one more. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Last one. Here we go. You got it? Yo, I got it. You got it? You got one of y'all better get it. Hey, um. <laughs> Last one. Trading Faith. Trading Faith. There we go. Now, there's only one hoodie. <laughs> Let's give it up for, for my guys right now. He was like, you got it or do you got it? He was like, I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm so excited that we have fun in church. And, and uh, I believe that church should be enjoyed and not endured. And um, we're going to take this thing one step further today. And um, I, I'm excited because this message series has literally been reverberating around not our city, not our state, not even our country. But it's been revolving and reverberating around the, everybody say the world. They, they told me, the team came to me and said over 4 million people have watched a message from Crazy Faith in the past 10 weeks. Y'all can give. They've been impacted by that. Now, the people who are like, oh, they're just all about numbers. The thing that God tells us in his word is to go into all the world and make what? Disciples. Teaching them. And this is a way that God is allowing us to go into all the world and teach it. I just thank God for every person in the room, everybody who's sharing and liking, everybody who's inviting friends. This is what transformation looks like. And I believe we're just getting started. Amen? Well, I want to tell you a story because a lot of people come to me and like, Pastor Mike, how do you get sermon messages? You know what I'm saying? You 10 weeks into this series and you said we're going to be crazy till Christmas, and there's not that many AZ words in the dictionary. And um, I'm going to let you into how I get messages. Um, my mother-in-law, LaDana, um, she's sitting right here on the front row. I love you, girl. Um, this is my wife's mom. We have a great relationship. Since the time I was about 15, she just brought me in, loved on me. And um, because we have a great relationship, she randomly calls me, texts me, and come over the house to talk about random stuff. And um, one day I'm sitting at my kitchen table and I hear this frantic knock on the door, like boom, 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 boom. And I was like, Mom, what's up? She said, Michael, oh God, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Oh God, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. And I'm like, Mom, calm down, tell me what's happening. And she hyperventilated and she pulls out this letter. And she says, my God, thank God didn't answer my prayers. I thank God. Read it. So I read this letter and it says, Miss LaDanna Miller, you've just been awarded $100,000. Sit down. Say the miracle. I love our church because if you heard, she said, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me just warn you, this ain't a miracle. Uh, save your energy. Uh, this, she said, you've won $100,000. She said, Michael, I've been praying and God done that. I said, Mom, keep reading. And it said, if you send us $700, we'll release your $100,000. She said, do you, do you think this is real? I said, Mom, anybody who has $100,000 to give you ain't and don't need your 700. And hello, you just saw like somebody popped her balloon and she just deflated. And I said, Mom, that's Fugazi. 
And she said, Fu who? I said, Fugazi. And she said, what does that mean? I said, it's fake. I said, I said, this is not real. It's counterfeit. It's Fugazi. And as this happened to me, my little mind said, bing. And I said, maybe this would be a good topic to talk about in this sermon series because there's too many people walking around saying they have faith, but their faith is Fugazi. Uh-huh. They got fake faith. And so today, I just want you to ask your neighbor as we expand our vocabulary today, is your faith Fugazi? Come on, ask at least three people. Is your faith Fugazi? I see you in the back. Trisha, the English teacher, is like, Fugazi is not a word. I do not believe. Trisha, we're leaving. Okay, here. It is a made-up word, and it is in popular culture right now, but it does have a, a definition that I think we can work with um, in this series. Fugazi actually means fake, knockoff, or false. And, and how many of us talk like we have faith, act like we have faith, get it tattooed on our body, wear a shirt, post a scripture, but our faith is knockoff, <laughs> not real. Say, let me help help you. This chain that I'm wearing, Fugazi. <laughs> Don't laugh at me, cause the purse you walked in here with, Fugazi. <laughs> Some of y'all hair. Oh, let me stop. <laughs> she said, "You can tell, yes." <laughs> I watched this Netflix documentary the other day called Fire Festival. And, and it, it was this documentary about the greatest festival party that, that was ever gonna happen. And they had celebrities around it and they sold these pictures of how it was gonna look. And thousands of people flew to this private island and it looked nothing like what was advertised. These are some pictures of Fire Festival. They advertised that there were gonna be stuff lobster dinners and that's the actual dinner. They advertised that it was going to look like that behind everybody's house and that's what it actually looked like. They advertised that everybody's were going to have bungalows on the beach and it looked more like a concentration camp. It was fugazi. It was fake. It had no legitimacy. And my question is are you claiming a faith that when people cut it open and look at your life they say they talk about going to church, but I see how he talks to his wife. They talk about being generous, but I see how they didn't even give that little kid a ride that's on the same team as their son because it was income. I see it, but their faith looks, everybody say Fugazi. Uh-huh, it's fake. It's kind of like all of these Instagrams that keep popping up every week that claim to be me. I am the real Michael Todd. And they're asking people for money. Let me help you. If I needed money from you, I come to you and ask you. <laughs> if you getting hit up on Instagram, please know that every day, every day, don't send no money to whoever this is. Everybody say Fugazi. And, and it's affected so many other people in business, in lifestyle, 
When a company tells you to invest in something and they're selling you a product, kind of like Enron did, and, and people lost hundreds of millions of dollars because they put stock into something that was fugazi. My question is, at the end of our Christian life, after all the church services you've been in, after all the worship songs that you've sung, after all the things that you have done in the name of God, will you get to the pearly gates and God say, that was faith? Like you acted like you knew me. You, you, you acted like I was the head of your life. You, you, you acted like your first response was prayer. But when I roll back the, the, the play or the film of your life, I just keep seeing a lot of actions that were empty. And the saddest thing for us as a church, everybody in the room and everybody watching online, is that we would go through 16 to 18 weeks of a series. And at the end of it, our faith be plastic. Today, I want to show you how to make your faith real, alive, vibrant, moving, and infectious. See, the type of faith that I'm talking about is you can't get too close to me because it might jump off on you. See, the faith that I'm talking about, what I'm believing for, you get around me, it'll make you start believing for some stuff that you, oh, y'all don't hear me. Where are the people in this room that have the type of faith that will make other people say, you know what? I need to believe God more. I need those people to give God a shout of praise real quick. So, so, so I, I want us to walk through this. And, and, and I don't want you to understand, because some of y'all are offended right now, because some of you are like, Pastor Mike, how do you have the authority to diagnose the state of my faith? Okay, J just stay with me to the end of this service. Let me give you my first point. Fugazi faith has no owner. See, see, fake faith is, is the type of faith that does not have an owner. Explain that to me, Pastor Mike. Well, I think what happens is most of us confuse faith and optimism. That we start thinking things like this. Somehow it's going to work out. Things are looking up. Somehow the universe, the wind, the, 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 the elements are going to bring everything together and everything's going to work out. Optimism is not faith because optimism has no owner but when you have faith you're putting your faith in an object and his name is Jesus and the thing that you got to understand is that a lot of people get tricked because they think on the bright side but they haven't put their faith that Jesus is going to be the one to change their situation. Jesus is going to be the one to turn everything around. I can prove it to you. I can look at Martha when her brother Lazarus died and they wanted Jesus to come and he waited four days to come and Lazarus is dead now. And Martha has an attitude. I think she was a sister because she walked right up to Jesus and said, Jesus! Watch her statement. If you would have been here, not if the universe would have showed up, not if something would have happened, that's just optimism. But if you, Jesus, would have been here, Lazarus wouldn't have died. 
But watch the most gangster statement in faith history. Lazarus is dead. She going off on Jesus because he's the who that her faith was attached to. And he didn't show up when she needed him to show up. But then look at this thing. She said, even now, while the situation is dead, and now you've shown up, I have faith, not in the universe, not that something will work out, not in that things are looking up, but I have faith in Jesus, that even now, some of y'all, you're looking at situations that have been dead, you're looking at relationships that are on life support, and I came to tell you, if Jesus is here, you can get the faith to say, even optimistic she wasn't looking on the bright side faith has to be assigned to a who can, that can change your situation and there are too many of us in this room because we're not we're not steeped in fear anymore we think we have faith but our faith is not working because we have been more optimistic than faith filled let me show you. I'm going to try to illustrate this. Put the faith continuum up there for me. Because I need people to see this right now. Like, like, like what happens is many people in this room, they, they started off with no faith. And, and when you don't have any faith, like, like what happens is you, you, you try to get and, and, and get encouraged enough to be able to start speaking faith. And, and let me help somebody. Because life and death is in the power of the what? That's Proverbs telling us. That we should be speaking life. We should be speaking good. And most of us speak optimistic and not faith-filled. Can I prove it to you? Optimism says, I think my sickness is going to get better. Faith talk assigns it to Jesus. By his stripes. See, there's a who in there. By Jesus Christ's stripes, I am what? Healed. Optimism says, my marriage should work. But faith talk says, what God, who God has put together, let no man separate. See, the thing is, because most of us can't delineate between optimism and true faith, we settle. And we speak words that aren't faith-filled, but they're hopeful with no who. Who's going to change your situation? Who's going to heal your situation? Who's going to deliver you from that addiction? Who's going to change your family around? See, when you put a demand on your daddy and you call him by name, something happens to any father. Can I tell you a true story? My youngest daughter, Ava Ray Michelle Todd, is going through a season of not sleeping through the night. Pray for your pastor. And every night around 3, 4 a.m., no matter if I have to preach or not, she starts yelling a name. She doesn't say, whoever, whoever. She doesn't say, random man. She doesn't say, kid that I was playing with at the park. Do you know the name that she begins to call on? She says, daddy. Daddy, daddy, and she's relentless. I have listened to that girl call my name for an hour straight. 
standing up in the crib with her eyes closed in complete darkness. Daddy, 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 daddy. But at the moment she hears the door crap open, her arms go up and she says, daddy. And some of you are in a position right now that is complete dark in your situation. And you ain't been able to see. And it seems like you've been calling them all night. But I'm telling you, God's about to step into the room of your situation if you call on him. That's why I'm not optimistic. I'm faith-filled because my faith is the sign to daddy. Somebody give God a shout of praise in this building. So that's why you got to get your long language right. Don't just talk. I talk. <clears throat> Don't just talk optimistic. Talk. Everybody say faith filled. See, see, let me give you a couple more because this is going to help somebody. Optimism says I won't always be addicted to porn. There's light at the end of the tunnel somewhere. But faith talk says I'm pure. And I'm a new creation in Christ. That's the who. I'm hiding myself in the word of God. Optimism says I'll feel joy one day. Faith talk says the joy of the Lord is my strength today. There is a who attached to it. Somebody will be optimistic and say, well, I've got enough money to get by. What? That's not the way a king's kid should be talking. When my Bible tells me that our God owns the cattle on a thousand hills and you talking about I got enough money to get by, you need to change the optimism into faith talking. You need to say, my God, who, my God, who, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. He ain't looking at my bacon account through Jesus who loves me and I will one day be the lender and not the borrower. Y'all don't even believe it in the room. If you're going to be faith-filled in this building, give God one more shout of praise. Yeah. Faith is rising. Faith is rising. See, whatever you do, you better believe in the who. I know I sound like Dr. Seuss up in here, Sam I am, but I'm trying to tell you, like, if you don't attach your belief to a who, it's fruitless. And I don't want you to, I don't want you to get me misunderstood. Optimism is not bad. It's just not the goal. I'm not just trying to be optimistic. I want to see these things change in my life. And that means I have to have God a part of this thing. Let me show you on this faith continuum. If you put this up here, this is where most of us start. Most of us start not having any faith. The opposite of faith is fear. So we're usually in fear. We're usually not wanting to ask God for anything. We usually think, why bother? Like maybe God, if you had a little second of the time to you know, work on my situations. And my Bible says he's concerned about the details of our lives. So maybe somebody sent you week one of the message and you saw crazy faith and we got the keys and your faith is starting to expand. And it goes from a place of fear and it raises up a little bit. And, and then you join a B group. Shout out to the 2,213 people who joined the B group last week. Maybe you get in community 
And, and, and y'all know how faith comes, right? Faith comes by hearing. And hearing what? The word. So you're around other people who aren't perfect, but that are progressing. And your weight, your, 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 your faith goes up just a little more. But this is the trick of the enemy. It's that we get to the place where we're not in fear and we're more optimistic, but we never take the journey to go past optimism and get fully into faith. And that's why I'm here. That's why I'm your pastor. To get you from just, oh God, wow, I mean, the universe is really just working things out for me. Oh no, 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 no. Because the universe ain't dependable. The Bible says the grass withers and, and or the, what does it say? The, um, say the flowers Thank you, Pastor Charles. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of God stands everlasting. 